Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today's guest is actor Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum is one of my all-time favorite actors and someone who's become one of my closest friends in the business. I can't think of a single American actor that works more than Shea. You remember Shay from shows like Boardwalk Empire, True Detective, Homecoming, and movies like Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, and upcoming The Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Nobody works like Shay Wiggum. He's got so much to say and has a career that spans almost three decades now. Here's our conversation. Shay Wiggum. How are we doing? I'm doing good. It's, it's nice to be here, man. It's great to have you here, man. It means a lot to me. So we met through a mutual friend, someone very near and dear, both our hearts, Patrick Clark. But before I had met you, you know, I uh, was a big fan of yours. You know, I first discovered you in Risk Cutters. And I remember that film was like one of my favorite films. I think that was like 2006. And he blew me away because I had a friend who was Russian. And I remember I watched it with them. And we were like, oh, man, this Russian actor is so badass. Mm-hmm. And then like I went online. I was like, holy Mm-hmm. This guy's not. He's incredible. And then, like the thing, I think in this business that separates the good, the good actors from the great actors is like the good actors. There's there's room for you know the personality that's charismatic. But you, you're such an exceptional actor that what what you do is not on the script. You you take it and you bring it to life. Yeah, sure. There's a there's a blueprint, but you really bring something, and and that's that's a, that's what makes for a great actor. No one else could do that. And it, it's just been such an honor to watch you work. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, pre- I mean, I appreciate that. I, I was just talking to someone about Risk Cutters actually last night. Um, uh, it's it's one of my favorite pieces. I mean, if you want to start there, we can start there. Well, I, I usually like to start at the beginning. So you, you grew up in Florida, right? I did. I grew up uh, I grew up uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, the first five years. Wow. Uh, my my father was go- my father and mother were going to Florida State. My father was playing quarterback at Florida State. And uh, so I was there for the first five years, and then he studied law, and he's just kind of like a like a like a John Grisham lawyer. Wow, just a real cool, cool dude. And he's the kind of guy that raised my brother and I on um, on uh, poetry. Uh, you know, Byron Keats and Shelley and Ingersoll, free thinkers. And I think it I think it really paved the way for me. Um, you know, to stay open, which is one of the keys to, to being an actor. Do you remember like early on in your in your you know childhood? Did you did you find attachment to movies? Was there something about it that kind of resonated with you? Or what? yeah, I think I think um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, uh, when I was young, my father used to show me. Uh, I remember early on, he used to show me people like uh, Pacino. He used to show me in Scarface or Brando, and he didn't know he didn't know anything about acting. And he would say, um, you know, they say that this is the greatest actor on the planet, son. And we would watch Brando or we would watch Pacino or, or Bobby De Niro. And uh, so I, I, I just always loved the idea of, of film, you know. And I remember I remember early on seeing things uh, like The Goonies. The Goonies was something that, that I remember touched me, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that. And, of course, you know, then you, you end up uh, watching the classics, The Godfathers 1 and 2. But I, 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 was a, I was a cinephile. My brother and I were cinephiles for a different reason. My, I, I just loved acting. I loved actors. You see how they shed their skin. I was, just, I was just taken with them, you know. And Hollywood, to me, was just was magical. Wow. And in middle school, high school, did you do any kind of drama program? Did you? No, you know, I was really shy, to be honest with you, coming up. 
um, I was really, really shy, and it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't organic for me to to be an actor. I didn't, you know, I didn't sing or anything like that. And a lot of times in high school, it was musicals that um, that they would put on, uh, but I, I didn't. I kind of kept it to myself, you know. I, I really kept it to myself until I um, until I got to junior college, and then I I didn't tell anyone that what I was going to do, and I just wow. I up and did it. I. I, uh, I auditioned for SUNY Purchase, Boston University, Carnegie Mellon, and North Carolina School of the Arts. I went on a whim to to, uh, to San Antonio, Texas. Look, looking back, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. And uh, I would, uh, I took, uh, I was reading Helter Skelter. Yeah. I took a piece from Charlie Manson, and uh, I started just performing this piece by Charlie Manson. And, uh, as, as your audition piece? As my audition piece. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, needs to say it freaked people out. <laughs> <laughs> I did something from the Columbinus, which freaked people out. So I know how that goes. There you go. Yeah. So, and then, so you decided to go to SUNY, right? Yeah. You know, I got lucky. I got into, to a couple of them and purchased. Um, I wanted to be, I wanted to be close to New York. Was theater something you had an idea that you wanted to do? Yeah, I did. You know, I, I, then I started studying, you know, where Brando came from and where De Niro and where Pacino came from. They all came from the theater. And I said, well, that's, that's where you're going to earn your chops on the floor, on the boards, you know? Yeah. So I said, I got to be trained in the theater. So I, I got there and, you know, think, looking back now, serendipitously enough, you know, things happen, you know, and you just get lucky. And I got lucky. I got into a woman there named Eulalie Noble, who's since passed. But Eulalie was someone who was, uh, she was, she was doing theater with, uh, with, uh, Pacino. She, she was, you know, uh, she would tell us stories about waiting, uh, waiting tables and Brando would come in down at the diner right before he was doing, you know, streetcar. So I was hearing all these gorgeous stories about these actors. And, um, and she chose to, to be a, to be a teacher. You know what I mean? Some people, you have to go into teaching. She chose to, so she sat on the right hand of Strasburg and the right hand of Meisner for seven years and then another like nine years on both of the guys. Wow. So she was a force and she taught me everything about it, what it means to build a character from the ground up. So I got lucky. And then I had, I had, I, studied, I was studying Chekhov. I was studying Ibsen. I was studying uh, Shakespeare there. And, uh, you know, I just, I got, I got real lucky, man. Had I gone somewhere else, I, you know, I don't know who knows how it would have worked out. And do you feel like since you were kind of like new to acting, at least pursuing it in that realm is during your time at school, you found your voice, you know, cause that's something I talk to a lot of actors on this podcast about like, did you find your voice or did it find you through these, you know, artistic fathers and figures that you looked up to? Was that kind of what you were doing at first trying to? Yeah, yeah, I think maybe it's, it's, I think it's probably both, you know, um, you, you, I, I guess you have to have some inherent talent, you know what I mean? Um, and they saw, and they really molded me, man. They, I mean, they were tough on me. They were, she was extraordinarily tough on me. If I wasn't telling the truth, she would call me out on it. Um, and I mean, I had these, I had cats there that were throwing me poetics, Aristotle. I wow. had, you know, they were throwing me, I mean, again, I'm, I'm all of 18 years old, uh, yeah. 19 years old. They were throwing me the New York Times, Sunday, New York Times, you know, and just exposing me to a lot because in acting, it's not, and I keep telling some of these younger people that I work with, you know, you got to live life in order to bring it back into your acting. You can't just go and learn your, your lines and you go in and you, you do it i couldn't agree more you know what i mean you gotta be able to bring something back into it on a daily you know and it's it's i mean meisner says it takes 20 years to be an actor yeah. and i used to when i was young i was like yeah right 
And now I, I believe it. I yeah. mean, I'm constantly lifting the stones, man, to see what's under there. You know, oh, what's, oh, hey, what's, what, who's studying that? What's the new music of the day? What's, what, what, what's Joaquin? I was always watching what, what Phil Seymour was doing. I was always watching what Heath was doing. You know what I mean? These contemporaries of mine, and even some of them when I would go, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I'm, 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 I'm healthily envious of that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I loved that. I loved that. So yeah, you, you just got to stay, you know, I, I mean, I haven't thought about this. We haven't talked before you and I came in here, but I think to be curious is the whole key. Yeah. You got to stay curious, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, I, I try my best, you know. And with her challenging you and the way she did and you being inundated with that kind of information, was it, was it something that you like, all of a sudden it clicked like this is what I'm going to do or were you at first kind of still oh, like yeah. no I was a I was a maniac oh wow you know what I mean? once I found it it was um I mean I think you have to be you know what I mean it's just such a tough it, yeah I wouldn't worst I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy acting you know what I mean I know, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I say that in a in a beautiful sense I think you stay with it it's funny I was working one time uh I was working with Benicio del Toro and he and I were talking about it and he, he said something pretty profound to me. He's like, if you stay with it long enough, your time will, you don't know when yeah. it, you will, you will get that time and you got to be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I believe that too. I think that, you know, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I've learned in my life is, uh, you know, you know, I don't, I don't drink anymore and I've had chances come my way and I wasn't ready. And I swore to myself, I never let that happen again. So I couldn't agree more. And when you left school, you started a theater company, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I went, <laughs> yeah, I went broke, uh, doing downtown theater. I, and I, again, I, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I came out of purchase and I was the only person in my company not signed to an agent. Do you guys have a, did you guys have a showcase? Yeah, we had a showcase. Wow. And I'd put on, I think I, I, I was doing Lone Star as one of my, uh, one of my, uh, uh, audition pieces. Lone Star and, uh, uh, the Pacino piece, uh, Big Al. Oh, wow. And I put on, to do Lone Star, I went up to like 190 pounds or something to play this cowboy. Wow. Not, not realizing that we're doing a showcase, you know? <laughs> So here I am. I'm fat as. Walking in there, but I, and I, I thought it was the right thing to do for the part. Yeah. So I didn't get an agent. Everybody got an agent out of it except me. So I'm walking the streets of New York trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I remember I'm living on the Upper West Side and I, I, I had read an article on Spike Lee would do the right thing. Spike, Spike, uh, put everything on a credit card. So I started putting, uh, the Ohio Theater and the Soho Rep on my credit card that I had no business doing that. And I, I just started opening plays down there. Wow. Yeah. I just started doing new works. I was doing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of female writers. I was doing this woman named Judith Thompson. She was one of the only people who would give me uh, plays and she was doing some heavy, heavy plays, crack Walker being one. And uh, we would put these plays on and sometimes two people would show up, literally two people would show up. Sometimes we fill the house. And uh, so I put everything on credit card, went broke doing that. And what made you decide to stay in New York versus going to L.A. right away? I imagine, you know, a lot of New York actors, they come to college and they're like, well, now I want to be a movie star. So I go to L.A. I, I love that you stayed here and did the theater thing. Like, what was that advice from a teacher or was that something you felt in your gut that you had to do? Mm, you know, I just think it was what I knew. You know what I mean? I was comfortable. And I wanted to, ex again, experience. I wanted to experience New York. I didn't want to just run out there. And uh, my guys were 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 Pacino and De Niro and those guys are from New York. That's wow. all I knew. Yeah. You know? So I 
I stayed here. I started the theater, and then, um, well, we'll talk about, I guess, where I went from there. But yeah, yeah. So then, talk to me about that. After you're doing those shows, where you 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 started going to showcases here, I imagine. To yeah, I was doing. Yeah, I was I was floundering pretty hard, brother. I was really floundering, man. I didn't know. I couldn't. I didn't. My everybody, you know, has a type, and my type was quote unquote a little edgier, and they didn't know where I fit in, and um, <clears throat> which. Now, for me, is a blessing in disguise. I think it, it, it if I you know, was I was able to push through that. But um, I I was kicking around, man, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get arrested. And then a woman named who you and I know, who I've talked to you about, Marcy Phillips, sees me in the showcase, and Marcy says, "What's going on with you?" And I said, "Nothing." She goes, you, I think you should have an agent. And I go, well, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And, uh, she sent me to, uh, sent me to a manager and, um, I just, you know, I went in brash and I said, if you, if you, if you sign me, I guarantee you I'll book for you. Yeah. Which I had no business. Yeah. That's the confidence you got to have. <laughs> well, I had no business. I didn't yeah. know if that was really true or yeah. not. Yeah. And so <laughs> they sent me out, man. And. I had a guy, I started working with my guy who I continue to work with to this day named Tom Draper. And Tommy and I would, 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 would prepare every audition together. And he prepared, uh, in the same week, serendipitously enough, the Sopranos pilot, which no one knew what it was going to be, comes yeah. up. I go in for that and I knock that down with George Ann Walken and a, a film called Tigerland. Yeah. And they were searching, they were scouring everywhere. Everyone was going in for it. And, I'll never forget Mally Finn, who was one of the, Mally and, and, and Marcy Phillips found me. And Mally Finn sees me. I'm the last audition of the last day that they're here in New York. And I go, they get me in and I go hustling in and it's a, it's Wilson and, uh, he's, he's from Texas and I'd, I'd kicked around before I'd come to New York. I'd kicked around all over the place, Texas being one of the places. Yeah. So I go in. As, as kind of a cowboy, and I just am speaking like this, and it's very nice to see you, Mally. And she says, Where the fuck are you from? I'm off from Texas. She goes, do you, do you ride? And I say, Yes, ma'am, I ride. I ride. You know, I, I really <laughs> And I said, I said, Yeah, I ride. And you go, Well, do, can we do this? And they had chosen this hard scene where I go to kill Colin Farrell Bosom. And I do this scene, and, uh, I, you know, it works. She goes, Don't go anywhere. Brings me back. And I get Tigerland and I get the Sopranos a bit part as one of the fourth agents trying to track down Tony. Yeah. And, uh, in the same, same week. Man. Wow. And, uh, I ended up doing Tigerland and, and, uh, you know, the rest is, and then I ended up working with the, the boys from Sopranos, Tim Van Patten. And how, how did that, and that's where you built your relationship with them, right? You guys have continued to work together throughout your career. Colin? Yeah. No, no. Uh, Tim Van Patten. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the Sopranos, man, that was going to be, that was going to be a bit part and, uh, which I would have gladly done. Man. Yeah. I mean, but Wilson to me to this day, I think, I think, I think Tigerland continues to hold up. I'm, I'm, uh, that, that did in, in, in retrospect, that did a, a lot for me. Although I didn't work for a year and a half after doing Tigerland. What did, what did it feel like to go from like, you know, floundering and trying to figure it out to like it coming together and then having to go back and navigate again. Were you, were you waiting tables at this time? Were oh, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went back, you know, I, I, well, I mean, to be truthful, I was, I was pretty naive. I, I was, you know, wrongly, I should have just kept working and I was starting to say, well, no, I don't want to do that or I, I don't want to go in that direction. And so you were getting offers. At, at, yeah. 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 I had, I had a few really nice offers, 
Wow. And um, was, I'm trying to think about the, the so the timeline. So I'm doing I'm doing uh, Tigerland that that and while I'm doing that, they start showing dailies of Colin is the hottest actor at the he was the biggest was fire yeah. And they were showing dailies and uh, Martin Scorsese, Martin Mr. Scorsese sees uh, some dailies up in New York and he he was coming to TV for the first time before Boardwalk and so he flies me to New York and. Uh, I uh, I come up here and I audition for Martin Scorsese, and I mean, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now, and it's yeah. like it's almost too much to even talk about, like how profound it was. So I audition for him, and I get this show with with Mr. Scorsese, and I go back down to Tigerland. They'd flown me up for the week, and I go back down. I tell the boys, I got it. I'm 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 good doing it. We. Marty and I had gone. We'd had a dinner. We'd, you know. Wow. And then I get a call while I'm down. This is before cell phones or anything. I get a call in my little days in, days in blinking light. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, Marty. And Marty says, listen, uh, I'm sorry, kid. Um, you know, the, the network's not going to prove you. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I called Marty back and I said, I said, Mr. Scorsese, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You know, the fact that I got to be with you and got to, yeah. uh, it, it, it changed my, it just, it, I, I, you know, I let him off the hook and, and, um, so, so I go back to waiting tables Wow. and I go back to waiting tables. I go back to doing whatever I had to do, you know, uh, how did that affect your head? Was it, was that a hard transition to go from that to back to oh, that? Oh yeah. I was, I was waiting tables and people, Tigerland was starting to come out and people are like, you know, wait hey, a minute, you, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but I mean. I'm not, it didn't, you know, I just, I figured, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was listening to the other day, I was, I was listening to Springsteen the other day, talk about this. Um, he was playing the stone pony for the first time. And I'll, I'll make this short. He was playing the stone pony first time in his band and he had, you know, a hundred of his people there. And he said, he said, um, I, I, I we, we, we had, we put on a great show and there was a person, a, 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 an artist had come to see the show that had one famous song and he was sitting there in the audience. And after we had done, the, the guy comes up to me and he says to Bruce, he goes, Bruce, what the are you doing here? Yeah. Meaning almost talking down to him. What are you doing here? At stone pony. Bruce says, what, what do you mean? He goes, okay. And Bruce says, he said, I made, I made a decision right then and there, my very first show. I'm going to make the best music that I can. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay true to myself. And I think good things are going to happen. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to stay true to yourself. I mean, you know, I think that's what I did. You yeah. know what I mean? I just said, if I keep doing, working with Tom and, you know, and, and putting stuff down, I don't know, good things will happen. Maybe that's naive, but it, but it worked out for me. That's amazing. Yeah. And then since I brought it up in the intro, then you did Risk Cutters. And how was that? Because it was such a different time for cinema, you know? I feel like a, a movie like that now would be the most independent thing. You know, it, it, it's such an awesome film, and I think it really holds up so well. Like, building that character, I think, is the thing that's so incredible about you, especially as I've gotten to know you as, as, as a friend and as a person, is that you take getting to the character so seriously mm. you know what i mean like mm. it, it's so methodical to you mm. and even with all the success you have now I, even when i've spoken to you on the phone it's like i really got to get to this guy and find my mm. way to him and yeah. i have such admiration for that oh, oh well, thanks man i i mean it means a lot I, yeah i mean uh yeah i i i, I Wait, was he rushing in the script oh oh yeah 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 <laughs> oh, sorry I yeah mean, yeah uh well that one scared me I mean, I mean, I enjoy being scared. That one scared me more than anything. And I, I, yeah, I was talking about it 
matter of fact, last night I um I I knew that I had to I had to live as a Russian in order to to be able to to go there with that. And you know, I, I auditioned for it. They obviously they weren't they didn't think of me for that. And I go in and I, I probably did a really bad Russian accent in the audition because I was playing at it. Right. But once once I got once I started figuring out who he was I I started really uh, uh um I'm hanging out with Russians in order because Russian is is extraordinarily tricky. Yeah. You know, the Russians there's like when you start when you, even I can't do it right now yeah. like, but they don't move nothing moves so you have to be able to, you know, stoic. Yeah, yeah. you know they they you know you, they don't do like we're not expressive like. So I had to, I started eating in Russian restaurants so to, to be able to like what would you like, you know, you know there's a deadness there and so it took a lot, and I was scared. You know what I mean. But you know, that's one of for me maybe maybe the one I'm one of the ones I'm most proud of. Yeah, it's an incredible film. And the film itself is. I mean, Tom Waits. There I am with Tom Waits. You know, you you, you don't get a chance to be with with Tom. And I I remember he and I. I let him come to me because I was going to ask him. You know, I, I, every I, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and journal. Everybody was all over him, and, and Tom. Tom and I remember having really long talks about, I would have them about music with him, which I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I love music, but I don't know music. And he would talk to me about acting and about, you know, about the, the process. And we, we, we had, we got to really know each other on that. And, um, I mean, it's one of the, for me, it's one of the you know, great experiences I've had. And, and since you brought it up, because it kind of seems like a nice transition, the Scorsese thing came back around because not long after that, Boardwalk Empire happened, right? I mean, for me, it's a great lesson in how you handle situations. Yeah. I had that and the, I was devastated of at course. the time when I didn't, when I didn't get to go do that. And then 10 years, a decade passes and we start hearing about Boardwalk Empire. And I, I get a call to go in for like a, for a boat captain. Um, uh, running, you know, running rum, it's prohibition. And, and I go in and I see Ellen. Ellen Lewis, one of the, one of the great casting directors. She does all Marty stuff. And I see her and, uh, I, I read for her and she, she, I remember she goes, um, you know what? Uh, go outside, go outside, take these sides out and come back in for the part of the brother. And I knew that they were really looking, they wanted to go heavy with the brother. Um, and, uh, I go out, I come back in. I, I guess I do a good enough. She goes, all right, you know what? Just wait. And she shows it. She shows the tape to Marty and she says to, to, to Marty, um, listen, do you remember, do you remember Shea Wiggum when you wanted him for this other thing a decade ago? And Marty is, he has, he has an encyclopedic knowledge. He said, absolutely. Absolutely. I do. And he, she goes, how about, how about this? And Marty goes, he sees it. He goes, uh, he, he, he goes to bat for me. And wow. I, I needed, I needed Marty Scorsese to go to bat for me because of the part that it was. And HBO, you know, of course they're, they're, they're one of There's a lot people. of bureaucracy and. Yeah, yeah, they, and they're, they're the best place in the world to work for. And, uh, but Marty, they, they kept wanting to look at people. And Marty's like, this is my guy. This is my guy. And then Van Patten got on board and Terry Winter got on board. And, you know, we talked, talked to Marty about it one night. We were sitting there, we were sitting there in, uh, in the New Year's Eve, uh, 
And Marty and I, we, I said, Marty, man, I, do you remember that? And we, we laughed about it and we had, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's how you kind of handle things at times. Yeah. I think, you know, of course. And it all came back around. Yeah. And that's like changed. you were saying with Benicio, you know, like, yeah. I mean, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire changed my life. It introduced me to one of my best friends, Tim Van Patten, who is the best director, director and television director going, who I'm working with right now again. Um, Steve Buscemi, who, yeah. you know, graciously, you know, I, I probably was meant to die in episode seven of that after I, I get, you know, I say, let's go against my brother. Yeah, you turn. And I get very Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, get, I get shot and I think, okay, this is it. You know what I mean? And, um, and, but Steve was gracious enough to allow Eli, you know, to well, blossom. And the thing that I think that's so exceptional about that show is, is you and Michael Shannon and Gretchen Moll's performance. Cause you're, you're about seven different people by the time the show ends. I mean, Eli's arc, it, his journey, it's so intense yeah. and you just brought such, such depth and, it was just, it blew me away. And, and doing that at that time, it's just so different because now we live in a content bubble. You know, every network, Facebook's doing original content. But at that time, it's before Netflix, it was anything like that. And HBO was, was kind of the epicenter of premium content. Mm-hmm. Did it feel crazy kind of doing a period piece of that scale? I mean, every day must have been insane. Cause- yeah. Well, you know, the beauty of that show is, uh, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, those characters traveled, man, over five seasons. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't get a chance to do that, uh, really. And, 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 um, we, we, we like to say we were, we were doing a half a movie every, you know, every, every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we were getting 13, 13 days to do an episode. So we were taking our time and it was, I mean, it's just, it was a gorgeous piece, man. And we went 12 to 15 deep on that. I mean, you looked around and you were, there was Michael Shannon, there was Michael K. Williams, and there was Michael Stuhlbarg, you know what I mean? And there's Kelly and there's, uh, you know what I mean? It yeah. Was, if you didn't bring it, you were in trouble. Yeah. You know? And when you're, when you're going up like toe to toe with those actors, it's just no choice but to just sink or swim, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, when you're getting that kind of energy on that set, I feel like it's just got to be magnetic, you know? Yeah. And you know, the beautiful thing about that piece was, uh, everybody rooted for everyone else. You know what I mean? It wasn't any egos on that piece at all. Wow. You know, everybody was really for each other. And I think it shows now when you see it, you know, and the thing holds up. The thing really holds up to this day. Oh, it's incredible. It's, it's gorgeous. One piece. of the best shows of all time. Yeah, I think so. And after you came off that, you know, the thing that I love about you is that you love to work. So what kind of informed the decisions that you were making creatively after that? Going off a show like that, I mean, I imagine you were trying to kind of get a, a, a little bit away from Eli. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was really sad. I think we were all sad. Those guys wanted to go five and out and they did it. Yeah. And I admire it. But I, I think that thing had legs, you know, but to, but so we were, I was a bit sad to leave Eli. Um, uh, as far as work, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a sucker for, uh, two things. I'm a sucker for someone's vision. Yeah. Someone can come to me with a, with a, with a million dollar project and if they're passionate i i almost can't say no yeah you know what i mean like cop car right like, like yeah. cop car i love that movie yeah. you and kevin are so badass in that it's so cool you know and that's, yeah it's like that's the thing i love about you is that you love right. acting a lot a lot of people could come off that and just have such a big ego 
want their own franchise or their own movie, but you you choose such nuanced and amazing roles. Is, is that so, like I was at Tribeca Film Festival and I went to a David O. Russell panel, and he was just, him and Jennifer Lawrence were interviewing oh. each other and they were talking. Oh yeah. And then there became a moment where he just started. He's like, I, I want to talk about this actor Shea Wiggum. You know, he's like one of my favorite actors, and I brought him in for Silver Line. And I was just like, <laughs> me and my dad were sitting there like, oh yeah. yeah. And they played a scene of yours, you and oh. Cooper scene when uh. When I think uh, Jennifer stands up to to Bobby De Niro's character finally, and then kind of wins her over, you know? Oh, yeah, man. yeah. And it, oh man, oh see, man, that's that's amazing. You know, I didn't know that. That's amazing. I, I was going to text you, but I was like, I, you know, I oh, it's no. cooler now that we're doing it live. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> that's not, that's really. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, this is what's nice about doing these kind of things because you get to revisit. I mean, David O. Russell is. I mean. The guy's a master. I mean, he's a master filmmaker, man. Uh, I, 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 everything he does, it's just, it's alive. It's visceral. You know what I mean? And to be a part of these things, and it's a very different experience. Um, say than, 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 than boardwalk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I, when I, when I think about, yeah, you know, going back to boardwalk, the thing that was amazing with boardwalk, I, I, I said to them, part of it is, a, my thing is two things. What I just said about, uh, I'm a sucker for, uh, vision. So, so John Watts can call me with cop car and say, could you please, please, you and Kevin and Kevin and I talked and we were like, let's go. Yeah. You know, have guns. We'll travel. We'll go to Colorado Springs for nothing. I yeah. Mean, and, uh, or filmmakers. For me, I, I always said, I, I want to work with great film. I, you know, so board, I said to Boardwalk, if you, if you, if, if we can, uh, and I'm not filming, please allow me to jump off with any of the, of the masters, you know? Yeah. So David, oh, I got to do, I got to do Silver Lines and American Hustle during Boardwalk with him. I got, I got with Terry Malick during him, uh, Night of Cups. Night of Cups. Uh, um, uh, Werner Herzog. Yeah. You know, I mean, with, with Nick Cage and Bad Lieutenant with yeah. him, uh, Oliver, you know, Stone. So that was what was so, you know, beautiful about that time for me, man. I, you know, I'm extraordinarily lucky, man. Yeah, but you, you work hard for it and you're a great guy. And that's why I think great things keep happening to you. It's like, I, I talked about this with Dean Winters when he was on it. There, in this business, there can be uh, just a lot of. You know what I mean? And when you meet a great guy, it's like, man, mm. it's so great to see them excel mm. and do well. And that's, it's just been incredible watching your career blossom, continue to blossom. Oh, and, thanks, man. and, and now you're at, you're at a point where you're doing so many different interesting projects. How does it feel to, to go from like a, a Joker type world to back to, to HBO now, right? You're doing another project with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joker again, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you, you look at Joker and you go, I, I was. I work with uh, Bill Camp as my partner in that. The Love great, Bill Camp. The great, yeah, Bill Camp, and and of course Walk. You know, he's to me, he's uh, he's a guy that I look at in my age group and our age group. You know, and, and and Todd Phillips. I always wanted to work with Todd. And you get on something like that. I go. I, I go. I don't care what I have to do in this piece. I I, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, and Bill and I both said, I just want to be a part of that, and. um you know, you get on it and, and it, uh, it's, it's exquisite. It's beautiful. Yeah. The piece itself. So, you know, you, you, you just want to be a part of that in any capacity that you can. And then, um, and now that we're kind of saturated in a lot of like remakes and, and franchises, has it, do you feel like it's been harder for you as an actor to find the better scripts? Because there's so many of these reboots and there's so many, 
you know, just sequels upon sequels to things that don't necessarily, because sequels are, are commerce. They're not always out, out of art. Yeah, I mean, that's something, for me, that's something, obviously, that I struggle with. You know, I, I'm not good. I couldn't take something for a paycheck um, if I can't find a way in on a character. Or, I, you know, um, I know there's great material, man. I, I just came off a great run um with three indies in a row this this piece called quarry that i've uh i have my producer here that, that's sitting here we it, it's a beautiful piece man that michael shannon and i went in on we went deep on that i've, I've worked with michael like seven times yeah. i think and we we really believe in that and small engine repair i, I did with john yeah that, Plano. it's funny because I, I remember a year ago now and this is just how yeah. awesome you've been to me is I texted you. I said, you know, hey, Shay, I, I need a little bit of advice. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in a rut. And you're like, dude, of course. And, and you call me and I was like, you know, kind of exactly what you were saying is like, I couldn't get arrested. I just, I just did small engine repair the play. Mm. I, I produced it. I maxed out every credit card I had. And I was like, man, you know, no agents or managers came. And you were like, you're so compassionate. You were like, Ryan, I know where you are, man. Like, mm. I'm telling you, go. Go get on the student films. Those are the ones that are doing it. You know, keep doing that work. Those are the people that are going to be doing the work. And so I did it. I started applying for things that my ego thought I was better than. And I did all of it. And four months later, I got an agent and then I got a manager. And it was mm. like that phone call changed my life. You know what I mean? And it's like. I was lying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then serendipitously no. enough, you end up doing the movie version of the play. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. You know, you. You need, you know, you need support in this business. Yeah. You know, you need people that have been there and, and, and just maybe that little bit of, you know, when you need it. Um, you know, I, I love to be able to, to, to be there for people were there for me when I needed it most, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And what else, what else you got in the pipeline? So you got Corey, small engine repair with John Bernthal, John Polono. Yeah. We got, we got Corey and, and that. And then, uh, the, this thing called the gateway, um, I'm, um, you know, again, really proud of, and then this, this series right here will take me, uh, this series, we're doing something called Perry Mason, uh, uh, Matthew Reese, who is the star of the Americans, yeah. he's playing Perry and, uh, Tim Van Patten again, I'm working with him and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be beautiful. We're back in 1931, 32. Wow. And, uh, except we're in Los Angeles and we're trying to solve a, solve a case, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's another character, man, where you, uh, you know, I was having trouble finding, finding him at the start, you know, and how he ticks and, 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 and moves. And, and you, I don't know. You hope you get it. You hope you find it. But, um, you know, Still, yeah, still trying. And so for those out there that are kind of in that place where they, you know, they got out of school and they also didn't get an agent, what any advice you might have for them, those listeners out there? I, I think just do do what we did. You know what I mean? Just you know, you gotta love the the the, the valleys of this thing. Everybody wants to you know make it. You, you, that's where your stories are told. No one. You know, everybody wants to win American Idol and be a rock star. Yeah. They don't want to go down like Janice and Dylan on the street corner singing about something. You know yeah. what I mean? When you become an actor, you got to figure out what, what you want to say. You know, when you become a director, you got to feel, figure out what stories you got to have something to say. You know what I mean? And, and it's, and so you have to live life and have experiences and, uh, you know, 
you figure out what type of actor that you want to be and be willing to pay the price, man, because it's not going to all happen right away. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I mean, I just, I worked on Homecoming with Julia Roberts and Sam Esmail, right? Sam Esmail. Yeah. But Julia, you know, she's, she's, she's a one-off. She came in at 21. She just had it and it, it happened on Mystic Pizza and, you know, and it, it just took off. But that's not the norm. You know what I mean? I was, I was talking to her a little bit about her tra trajectory. Like she got shot out of a cannon. It's like, you know, and uh, it doesn't happen that way. And if it if it doesn't, my every everyone's gonna have a different route. You know yeah. what I mean? So and you got to embrace the struggle because if if it's about the end result, you're in the wrong business. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's about the journey. I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's what makes it interesting. You know, uh, and then you'll be more more prepared once it does happen. You know, to tell those interesting stories. Yeah, Shay Wiggle, man, it's such a pleasure to have you on and. I'm so grateful for your friendship, man. I'm so excited for all things in store, and I can't wait to see Perry Mason. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for being here, brother. Congratulations on this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I appreciate You're it, You're an man. artist, brother. You're yeah. a true artist. Day at a time, yeah. you know? Yep. I love you, man. Guys, all right. All right brother. See you. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.